Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. Hello, I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for coming back and listening in. Today, I want to talk about one thing that will make your life a lot easier when it comes to reaching out to media for PR. One thing that people ask a lot and is just really a little logistical question is how do you actually find people's contact info? Like not just how do you know who to reach out to, but how do you actually reach out to them? How do you find them? And it feels like kind of a a basic little thing, but it actually, I mean, it's important. It's not always as easy as it sounds, first of all, but it is one of those things that trips people up sometimes enough that like, you know, it doesn't make it as easy to just sit down and bang out your pitches and reach out to media because, you know, sometimes when you have like one of those little things in the back of your mind, like, well, I just don't know how to do this piece of it, you know, and then it just feels really hard to start. It feels hard to try to do it. So this is one of those things. And it's something that people do ask me about a lot. So I have put out resources on it before and I have talked about it before. I always mention it when I do workshops. I mention it. There's a whole section on it in my course. So it is important enough, I think, that it's something I always touch on um, when I'm talking about doing your own PR. So it seemed worthy of popping on for a quick episode on it. I think it is something that will just make your life easier just to give you some direction. So again, I'm talking about Once you have a media list, or at least, you know, even if you just know of a couple of writers that you want to reach out to on behalf of your brand, when you're pitching yourself to see if they'll want to write an article about you or include you in any kind of publication feature, it could be, you know, this pretty much the same thing for a TV producer, a podcast host, although sometimes that's a lot easier to find. Um, It doesn't have to be just writer. I always say writer. It's just kind of my like, default go-to word for media contact, basically. Um, But this is usually applicable for pretty much any media gatekeeper that you would be trying to reach when you're looking to do some of your own PR, reach out to media to try to pitch them your story to get featured in the media. So one of the things that you can do, if you have a sense, you know, even if you have one person here that you're trying to find, first go to the place that they usually are found, you know, where they usually write, if it's a magazine, go to the actual masthead of the magazine, or if it's online, go to the actual, you know, usually they'll have like some kind of an author page. See if that exists. See if there is an author like bio. If you click on their name at the top of the article, if it's an online article, that will often bring you to an author bio. And sometimes that will either in some really wonderful instances, actually include their email address right there or like a button for emailing them even, or that will show usually a link to other, a link to their social media. So sometimes you can find more information about them there. You can go to Twitter. If they have a link to their Twitter, they will often have their email right in there in the bio on Twitter or sometimes the bio on LinkedIn or well or if they are a, a freelance writer or a writer who contributes to multiple publications they will sometimes even include a link 
to their own personal website or like portfolio page if they have that. So that's always a good thing to click on if that seems to exist because that'll almost always have a way to contact them on their own website. If it's a real live publication, if this is a magazine you're holding in your hand or even a newspaper, even like a small local newspaper, they'll all have some kind of masthead. Well, publications will always have a masthead online also. So whether it's a real life publication or online, you can also look for the masthead if you did not see, you know, if the author name was not clickable or there was not really like anything in the author bio that's helpful, go look for the masthead page. It will, it will often be a small button in like the footer of the publication's website. If it's an online publication, if it's a print publication, it's usually in a magazine, it's usually within the first couple of pages. And that's where it literally lists out who works there, who does what, what kind of, what, you know, a person's name, like what section they're in, like it might say like lifestyle editor or, you know, local listings or um, beauty editor or assistant editor, all kinds of things there. It shows the name and it shows the, what their role is. Sometimes they will have contact info on there. They might list the emails more likely they might list somebody's email. So usually they won't list out everybody's email on the masthead, but what they might do is at the bottom of the masthead, there might be um, either the editor's email is listed or some of the more behind the scenes roles emails are listed, or especially usually the advertising people's emails are listed um, or somebody for partnerships or something like that. People who they kind of want you to be able to reach out to easily if you want to. If you're trying to like buy an ad, they want you to be able to find them, right? So you can often look down there and even if your person does not have an email listed, you can see what the format is for the company. If you can find anyone's email, because you know it'll be either, you know, company emails are pretty basic. It's either first name, last name at whatever it is, or you know, first initial, last name at whatever it is. The only thing to keep in mind is sometimes if the only thing you can find is advertising person, just do a little more research into that because sometimes they do have like an outside company do the advertising, or it's you know, advertising is supposed to be very separated from editorial. So sometimes they will have it very separated in terms of being almost like a whole different company or like a consultant type of situation or some instance where you might be able to tell that's not actually the same email convention that the writers would have. Like it might be a publishing company's email address and you can tell that's not really what these writers would be using. So it's not, that's not always, always going to be your best bet. But it's definitely one of the easiest places to start looking. So I recommend starting there first. Again, you just have to be kind of smart about it. If you can tell that doesn't seem like the advertising email doesn't really make sense or just, you know, Google it. But once you think you have a sense of what it could be, so if you're like not sure, for example, if the advertising email, you know, it doesn't sound like it's, it's not like at so-and-so magazine. So you're not positive, but it's also, but it is at like maybe something that sounds like it could could be like an umbrella publishing group or something like that. What you can do is take that email convention and like the format for how that is. So say the advertising person or the partnerships director is like first name, last name at whatever it is. Try that. Put that in with your contacts, first name and last name into Google and see if something comes up. Because a lot of times a reverse lookup is actually a lot more um, 
you're, you're much more, it's much more likely to come up than just searching like so-and-so's email or so-and-so contact email An email won't come up. But if you search the actual email address that you think it might be, if it really is their email, something will come up because there's something out there in the ethers that has their email address on it, whether it's, you know, something that they didn't think you'd ever find or what, like there's always something. So try that. And if nothing comes up, then it might not be the right one. Um, but you might find something does pop up in Google when you do that. And then you'll know, okay, this is probably it because you'll be able to see like somewhere that somebody did write down their email address. Sometimes it's literally like a publicly shared slideshow that someone else like pitch deck or slide deck that somebody did that includes like writers or sometimes it's like some obscure alumni publication from a school that they once attended and like maybe donated $5 to you one time. So it made it onto some list, which again, like it wasn't going to come up in Google if you Google their name or something, but that reverse lookup will find it because if you actually are searching directly for their email address and it's not out there much, the places that it is out there are going to pop up, even if they're super random like that. Okay. So then the next thing is which I kind of already touched on a tiny bit, but if you don't find it on the actual masthead where the publication's actual, you know, the website for the actual publication, check their social media. A lot of writers do include contact info on their Twitter bio, especially as I kind of already mentioned, sometimes on their Instagram bio. um, I would say Twitter is definitely the highest likelihood and also maybe LinkedIn because they tend to use Twitter a lot. That's kind of a generalization, but a lot of writers do use Twitter. They like to share their articles. They like to, you know, it's a very newsy type of thing. Um, A lot of publications do a lot of tweets and the writers will like tweet their stories and they want to share them that way. So a lot of times, especially if they are open to accepting pitches and, you know, hearing from people, they will put that in their Twitter bio. So that's a very good place to look. One of the first places I would look just because it's super easy if it is there. And while you're there, give them a follow, retweet something that they did if, if it seems relevant, like their Instagram picture. I do find, you know, be, you know, don't be weird about it. If their Instagram is like 100% personal and they're clearly not using it for work at all and you, you know, don't, you haven't ever reached out to them yet or made any connection, you know, I mean, use your own discretion. Not that you can't like their stuff, but then I'm just saying, then maybe go to Twitter because if they're, if they're sharing all their work stuff on Twitter, that's clearly where they're like really kind of looking for more of those relationships. Sometimes they definitely have, you know, a favorite social media for more personal use and a favorite for more professional use. So you just want to be cognizant of that as well. If you have done all of those things and you don't see it yet, they didn't share anything in their Twitter bio. They don't have it listed on the publication's website or, and there's nothing promising that you can find in the masthead. Try this. Go to the publication's media kit. What this is, is often like a PDF or usually like a downloadable PDF. Sometimes it's just a section on the website, usually under the advertising tab. And what it is, is it's the document that they would send you if you were looking to place an ad in the publication. So this always exists. It's almost always shared easily online because they want advertisers to be able to find it. There are instances where it's not, or like, like they'll have like something that says, you know, if you're interested in our advertising kit or our media kit, reach out. 
and it will just show like an email because they want you to actually connect with a person. And so in that case, you know, well, Hey, check what that email is. You know, (laughs) if they actually give you an email that can be useful, but most of the time you actually can see the full media kit. And again, this is a media kit for trying to sell ads. It's a little different than like the media kit that you may have put together for your business for your media outreach. Um, but it's, it's also called a media kit and on there. Well, and so, okay. So scroll down first and foremost, like you're not usually going to, you've probably never seen this if you haven't looked for it. So what you need to do is scroll probably down to the very bottom of the website, probably in that footer. Again, it might be near the masthead button. If you found that there's probably some kind of like advertising button. You might not see an actual media kit button. You might find any information that you can find that seems like it's for advertising. Click that. And somewhere in there is probably where the media kit would be found. You also can Google to find the media kit. You can Google like publication name, media kit, and the current year I would do because you don't necessarily want to find one from like eight years ago. It's not going to be that useful necessarily because they may have changed their emails by then or, you know, the person first of all may not be there. The email, whole email convention could have changed. So anyway, you might as well find like this year's or last year's. They're usually there. And yeah, just put that into Google because sometimes they don't actually show them right on their main website. Sometimes that is more like it will be connected to like the publisher's website or something like that. So sometimes you won't find it on the main website, but if you Google it, it usually will come up. So look through that. And again, so you're not, this is for advertisers. So you're not going to find the specific writers listed in the media kit. Like you probably won't. I don't think I ever have. But again, what you will find is someone's contact because somebody is wanting to get your information if you wanted to buy an ad. So they always, always, always have some way to contact people at the publication in, in that media kit. So again, it's the same instance where if you had seen something on the masthead that was for advertising or partnerships and it could, there's a chance that it's not going to be the same, you know, an internal person, but a lot of times they are. So again, you need to use that same kind of, that's just, you know, being smart about thinking about what it sounds like. Does it sound like it's just maybe this whole publishing house uses the same advertising people and it's an outside company or does it seem like this is an internal advertising um, department so that's what you need to be able to think about um, and if you're not sure google you know google that email address or google that person's name and see if you can tell maybe see if their linkedin looks like they work for an advertising company that then works with certain publications or if it seems like they work you know if it says i do the advertising for this publication like again you have to do a little sleuthing but this is one way that I have often found a lot of luck with. So that's just looking up on the website or Googling the media kit and finding a contact email there for somebody involved with the magazine or the publication and using, again, that using that email format. So being able to take that and being like, okay, yep, they do first name dot last name at this or that.com. So I'm going to try that for my writer. Basically, if those don't work, go back to Google because if it's not actually listed, sometimes you can Google it. Sometimes something will come up if you Google. So what you can do again, I kind of already mentioned this before in in the last one, but you can just Google what you think the email might be. And that is more likely to get you results than Googling, you know, so-and-so name publication, 
which I mean, of course you can try that too. <laughs> try that first. That's super simple and basic. It's Google, you know, the person's first name, last name in the publication and do email or contact or something and see if like, sometimes that will be all you need and that'll bring it up. But if not try variations of what you think the email could be, because again, that's oftentimes something will come up if you have it right. And there's only so many things that an email often would be right. If, if it's a professional email, like a professional email, first name, last name, you know, sometimes it will use an initial. So try variations on those things. First name dot last name, first name at, you know, whatever the URL would be. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just the first name, sometimes first name and last initial, sometimes first name and last name, sometimes first initial and last name. Like, I feel like those are really the only choices of what it would be. So if you can try some of those, sometimes you will see something come up. As I already said, something totally random that their email address was on might pop up. And then you're like, okay, at least this was something that was their email address at, you know, at this point in time, that's pretty likely that that's their email address. Um, So you can do that. And then I guess the last thing I'll say is if all else fails and you really can't find anything, I mean, it's frustrating, but it does happen sometimes for whatever reason, you know, I don't even really know why people try to make it that hard, but (laughs) for whatever reason, sometimes they really have their email addresses super buried. And one thing you could do is just try, just try emailing. You can try sending the email that you were going to send them and just put it, you know, with one of the email addresses that you think it might be. Because again, what we just, the ones you just Googled, you probably just came up with like the only four or five options that really will ever make sense, especially if you know what the, you know, what the at would be. Like if you know what the, what the URL for that publication would be you can just try sending an email to the format that you think would be the best, the most likely. And if it's not right, you will 90%, of, 99% of the time probably get a bounce back saying that that was like a non-existent email address. And so that's a really good way to know that that one was not correct. And then you can try another one. So, I mean, this is like, this is why I say this is kind of your last resort. That's going to be a lot more time consuming. You want to wait a little while in between because sometimes, you know, it might take a little while to get that bounce back. Sometimes they come immediately and then you can definitely go to the next one to try that. But sometimes you might want to wait a little while to make sure if you're not going to make sure if you can get a bounce back or not. And you might think it went through and then like in the morning you see a bounce back. But that is one thing you can do. If, you know, again, as I said, maybe like as a last resort, <laughs> you can try sending a few. It doesn't hurt. They're not going to see the ones that you don't, that, that don't go through. And the one that does go through, they're not going to know that you tried sending it to multiple others first. Because here's the thing. People are emailing them. They probably have a hugely full inbox. They probably get tons of emails every day. It's not like they're like, oh my gosh, how did this person find my email address? Like, because, and this is kind of the last thing I was going to touch on, but there are databases. There are paid databases that you can look up media contacts on. And that's what PR agencies use. You know, we pay for our services that keep track of the writers of, of keep track of all kinds of publication information. And one of the main things you can do with that is search a specific writer and their email will come up as well as other information about, you know, out, outreach for them. So 
it's not like people aren't finding this. They're not going to know you didn't have one of those services. So they're not going to think it's like weird that you found them. There are definitely ways to find them. You can find almost anybody's email address in a database like that. So, you know, if all else, they'll just assume you have that. So it's not like they're going to think it's strange. They're not going to be like, how did she get my email address? (laughs) And along with that too, one thing, so I don't recommend that as, you know, an individual trying to get started doing your NPR that you pay for one of these databases. They're pretty darn expensive. It's almost never going to be worth your time. Although there are, you know, well, we can go into this on a different, this is a whole different episode, but there are ways that you can, you know, maybe you get together with a friend and you guys can, um, you know, go in on a database together or something. If you know of a couple people who are thinking of, trying to all do your own PR, but I'm not technically recommending that because I don't think you're really supposed to do that, but I do see people doing that a lot. Theoretically, you know, these companies want each individual user to pay for the service, but I don't expect you to do that. I don't recommend you to go out and sign up for a database. It's almost never going to be worth the money for you for what, you know, for what your time is, especially if, you know, unless you're really going in with this full time. Like you'd have to be reaching out to a lot of people for this to be worth your while. Nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, I would tell somebody (laughs) to go through all of the other steps that we talked about for anybody that you want to find, because a, most people aren't this hard to find. Most people you really will find, you know, I went through all the options because there are instances where people are really hard to find. In most cases, you will find their email address by just doing, you know, the first one or two things that we just said on here. Most of the time you can find somebody's email address by either from straight from the publication or from their social media. So, you know, even if you have a media list of 10 writers, like I don't think you're going to have to go through this whole process for all 10 of them. So it's not going to be as time consuming as it maybe sounds like if you're like, oh my gosh, that was like a lot of things I need to do to try to find this person's email address. You know, it's maybe, maybe one or two of them that you're going to have to actually put this much effort into. And, you know, depending on what else your media list looks like and what your strategy is, you could very well just decide that it's not worth your time. You could be like, okay, maybe I just find a different writer. <laughs> maybe a different writer at that same publication who would st- would still be pretty much just as applicable for your story and they have their email listed in their Twitter bio. So, you know, there are different situations. I'm not saying you necessarily have to go through all of these things for every writer that you want to reach out to. So that's why I don't think it's usually worth it, you know, to, to do some kind of a database. One thing that I do think is often worth it. That's super low cost is a read receipt service of some kind, some kind of mail, uh, mail tracking, I guess is what they call it. (laughs) An email tracking service that will tell you when somebody opens your email. And that basically tells you that you wrote to the right person, (laughs) that it was the correct email address. That I think is very useful and they're super low cost ways to attach that like as a plugin onto your regular email service. And that way you can tell when people see your emails, it's really helpful for pitching because a lot of times if you're reaching out to a lot of writers who are probably very busy and getting, you know, hundred pitches at a time, you can tell, okay, if you knew, especially if you knew that you used the right email address and you can say, okay, I sent them this email that last week and it looks like they haven't even opened it yet. So that's a good way to know, okay, you could send a follow-up email because 
probably by a week later, it's completely buried in their inbox and they're never going to get to it now. So a lot of times if you know that somebody didn't open the email, that's a good time to check back in, just send another one. Or, you know, if for whatever reason you don't want to do that, at least, you know, at the end of, you know, if you go back through all of your contacts and the email outreach that you've done at the end of the month or the end of a quarter, even, or whatever it may be. And you can tell that one person or, or, you know, that certain people never even opened your emails. Those are good. Um, they might be good people to pitch something else to much sooner because you're not going to be like obnoxious. They're not going to be like, Oh, I just got an email from you. Like, two weeks ago. Now you're pitching me something else because they didn't even open your email. So they probably don't even know it was you. So what that might tell you is maybe revisit how you're writing your email subject lines. Make sure that you can come up with something that would really definitely grab their attention because your first email didn't even grab their attention enough to decide to open it. Maybe you want to play around with the time of day that you send it. Like there, there are all kinds of reasons of why somebody may not have opened your email and it could be, you know, none of, none of those real reasons. It could just be that they got really busy. They happened to be busy that day and never got through it. And, you know, tons more piled up on top. So that doesn't mean that if you sent another one, they wouldn't open it. So that's why I recommend following back up first of all, but also those are people that you could try to reach out to again with another pitch idea. If you have something else that's, you know, equally relevant to them, because again, they didn't see your other one. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Those are, those are my best ideas. Those are my best advice in terms of trying to find a person. So I'll recap them all really quickly, I guess. But first and foremost, look on the actual publication. If it's a, like an online website, look for if the author's name is clickable. And if there's like a bio for the author on a separate page, see what there is there for contact info. See if there's a masthead included. Well, there always is a masthead included. See if you can find the masthead, whether it's online or print and see what's listed there. See what information you can gather from that. See if there's an email format there that would be helpful. Check social media, check Twitter first and foremost, but also other platforms, Instagram and LinkedIn. Sometimes people will put things there. Then we said, check the media kit. Look at the publications media kit as if you were a potential advertiser, try to find that information. Otherwise, try Googling. And again, my trick is to Google backwards. Try to Google what you think it could be, not just Googling the person's name. And if all else fails, just try sending an email to one that you think it might be. Just try sending the email to an email address that you think might be theirs and see what happens. And then again, the mail tracking plugins can be really helpful you can tell when someone opens the email, you can sometimes tell like how many times it was read or like when, what times it was opened at. There's all kinds of things on those depending on what you use. And then, yeah, of course you can always sign up for a database if you want. You can always find someone's email, but the main reason I mentioned the databases is just to make you not feel weird about trying all the other things because (laughs) tons of people are using the databases and they're finding this person's email address just by searching for it one time. So don't feel like the person is going to be like, how'd she get my email address? I mean, one other thing you can do, if it's like a big publication that would have, has like a physical office and 
you know, people might be there. You can sometimes just call up the office and ask and say, you know, I mean, call up like the main number and ask, you know, Hey, can I get so-and-so's email address? I'm trying to send them an email. And sometimes they will just give it to you. So that's always an option too. But if there's one thing I've learned, it is that millennials will go through almost anything to not have to pick up a phone and call to ask somebody a question like that. So (laughs) that is why we have these other options. So those are all things you can do to try to find the person's email address. If you ever get really stuck and cannot find this person's email address and you really want to, you can always email me and ask me to look it up in my database because I do have one of those. And sometimes it is a lot easier just to ask someone you know who might have access to something like that if there's like just one that you really need. Not that I can spend all day looking these up for people, but you know, if there's something that you really need and you can't find it happy to take a look. So those are basically my tricks for finding almost anyone's email address. I have used all of these in the past. I have not always used databases. I go through different stages in different stages of my business. I have worked places where they didn't have them. I've worked places where they did. I've on my own had them and not had them. So I have tried all of these things and usually it works. I find that, you know, the excuse of not knowing somebody's email address or contact info is usually just a poor excuse because you can always find something if you're savvy enough on the internet. So let me know if you've tried any of these. Let me know. I'd love to hear any stories of tracking down a hard to find email address. I do have a, a free little cheat sheet of that basically goes over all of these tricks. It's just like a little one pager on how to find anybody's email address which I will make sure is up online and put the link in the show notes. And you can go download that if you want, in case you didn't take good notes today off of this while you were listening to this. So yeah, give that a try. Let me know if you find who you need. And I always love to hear who you're reaching out to and what kind of pitches you're putting out there. So definitely let me know. Good luck. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes so other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes. If you have questions or ideas for a future episode, or you want to submit a guest or to see those show notes, you can do all of that online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. One other thing, join other listeners on Facebook and Instagram by searching female millennial entrepreneurs and joining us there. Talk to you soon and see you there.